2: Welcome to the Sherlock's Team podcast with me, Charlotte Collins. This week, I'm joined by Heather Steele, Harriet Russell, and Polly Sayer. Hi, everyone. Hello. Hi. Heather, it's so nice to see you back on your feet. You really suffered from COVID for a really long time, didn't you?
3: I did. And yeah, I'm not. Fe- I'm still not feeling 100%. I'm still tired constantly. But thank God, all the other horrid symptoms seem to have disappeared now. You tested positive, what, on Christmas Eve? Is that right? Yeah, so I started feeling weird on the 22nd. But I didn't have any of the three symptoms that they say to, you know, go and get tested for. Um, I kind of had like prickly skin, my like whole body was really achy and I had headaches but there was a sort of walk-in test centre around the corner from me so I was like I'm just going to go just to be safe and then yeah started feeling worse over the next couple of days and then basically yeah on Christmas Eve got my nice text message saying that yeah (laughs) I had tested positive so yeah basically isolating all of Christmas and New Year was allowed let loose again on the 2nd of Jan I basically had like the full range of symptoms and then obviously because there was no escaping it my boyfriend ended up getting it as well a couple of well about three or four days after Christmas he started getting symptoms as well so yeah we had a nice Christmas <laughs> in New Year but no thankfully yeah feeling much better and everyone else is probably going stir crazy at the lockdown but I'm just still like so grateful for my daily walks having not been able to even leave the house you know for a long time.
2: It's also for, for so many people such a slow recovery like you have yeah. to take it so so I know so many people who try to kind of exercise and stuff thinking they felt back to peak wellness and then were coming back down with temperatures and yeah and stuff you have to go slowly
3: I know and because I was doing that couch to 5k as well and I think I was six runs away from finishing it and was feeling like really good about it just before and then yeah obviously haven't done anything like that since because it's just weird. The symptoms, they kind of change as it all goes on. But I think the scariest time was around or just before New Year's Eve, like when my breathing went. And that was, yeah, you know, you can kind of cope a bit with the aches and the temperature and all that stuff by just kind of taking painkillers and going to sleep but yeah when you can't even walk up sort of eight stairs to go to bed without sort of collapsing <laughs> once you get up it was oh, quite so it was quite scary, scary. but yeah no but thankfully good. I'm much better now back at work full steam ahead so good. yeah on the and show. as you
2: say at least you're not commuting and you can just yeah.
3: sleep when necessary and stuff exactly well. exactly
4: Harriet Polly what are you guys watching has there been much binging going on so much TV so over the weekend we watched two films one was Pete of a woman which obviously is a big hit and i know you guys talked about yeah. it last week so i won't mm-hmm. say anything else other than to say that i largely agree with what lou said definitely worth a watch in my opinion the ending's a bit weak but see what <clears> you <throat> think dm me and then the second thing was actually an older film it came out in 2019 but it's called official secrets oh yeah conscious. i remember that yeah so i was going to say it's Kira knightley and matt smith in the lead roles which it is but honestly, the rest of the cast, it's like a who's who of British actors. Like, name me a British actor, they're probably in it. <laughs> like, Reece Siffins, Matthew Goode, Tamsin Grieg, Ray Fines, like, honestly, there's loads. And it's based on a true story. And Keira Knightley plays Catherine Gunn, who used to work at GCHQ during, well, sort of in the lead up to the Iraq war in 2003. And she's famous because she leaked a memo about a Security Council resolution that the US were trying to sort of manipulate at the time to try and get the war approved. And she was basically put on trial for it, but completely got off. And managed to prove her entire point at the same time. It's a fascinating watch. Kira Knightley is really good in it.
1: Have you seen the guy who does the? Yes, Instagram I love him. He's I'm so like, funny. I'm obsessed with him. He's so funny. So he's called Luke Millington Drake, and he's on Instagram and presumably TikTok. Very, very funny. Really recommend them for a, a laugh. <laughs> look at her after. <laughs> she's quite. I feel like she's she's proper bait for impressionists. Yeah. yeah. Definitely,
4: (laughs) hard. hard So so many (laughs) idiosyncrasies, aren't there? Because as much as the pouting is not terrible in official secrets by Mm -hmm. any means there's this thing that i've really noticed about her which is her walk she always (laughs) walks like stocky and like with her arms really straight and i'm like what what are you doing that's not a normal (laughs) walk relax (laughs) but she is good in it she's very convincing and matt smith is obviously brilliant in it as well you don't it's not prince philip working at the observer (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: where can you watch it harriet
4: it's free on amazon prime heather what have you been watching
3: so yeah, when I was in the COVID clink, I was pretty much like, I can't watch anything. I can't, I couldn't read anything. I was just like asleep the whole time, basically. But once I started to feel a bit better, I basically sort of ransacked my sister's Disney Plus account and obviously watched Soul, which I think was spoken about before, oh. it was absolutely brilliant. Uh, it is so, yeah, brilliant. <laughs> I enjoyed that a lot. And also, I know I've spoken about it before, but I'm a massive Star Wars fan, but hadn't got around to watching The Mandalorian, which is the Disney series that they did that's set in the future based on the original films. So yeah, essentially binged those two series in a couple of days and it was as amazing as I thought it would be. The general consensus is that it's better than any of the recent Star Wars films have been, so... yeah. Yeah, it was very good. No. Is it the same production value, though, as
2: the films? Like, is it at that level? Even Yeah,
3: because so it's still got, like, Lucasfilm involved with it, and they're the ones who do all the special effects. And, yeah, mm-hmm. if anything, it's just better because it's sort of more modern. But it's very, very good if you like any... It's not even sci-fi. It's just kind of a good drama, to be honest. And then, I know I've spoken about it before, but we're still ploughing on through with The Sopranos, now on the penultimate series. Gush, Loving it gush. even more than I was before. And just nice wanting- to get your progress. Yeah and like wanting to just eat Italian food every time I watch an episode it's really hard to watch (laughs) because they're constantly like eating homemade pasta or they're like drinking red wine in an Italian restaurant or there's always some food around so it's quite hard to watch if you're feeling a bit peckish. Mm-hmm. it's so um, weird how
2: series do that to you there's a an israeli show called fowder which i've talked about before and i remember ben and i binging a whole season on a oh. saturday and we were like it got to the end and
3: we were like we need
2: israeli yeah. now <laughs> we like went straight to the falafel we're like, we need falafel, we need falafel, like <laughs> it's so weird it can really immerse you can't it yeah mm.
3: that's i think because there are just so many scenes where obviously because it's all about family they're just always at sunday dinner like eating mm. yeah just mm. incredible stuff so yeah not one to watch when you're hungry and then otherwise I don't think there's that many fans in the office but RuPaul's Drag Race is back oh, on I love it. Oh RuPaul's good, I didn't know that that's good <laughs> to know and we're lucky at the moment perfect lockdown entertainment the US one has started on Netflix and then the UK one started last week on iPlayer so excellent stuff all around for me it genuinely makes me so happy like if I watch an episode I just feel like a different yeah, person I do too I was going to say actually that's going to
1: be one of my recommendations I find heather like obviously i love the us version but the uk just completely made me belly laugh so many more times in the first so much better yeah the uk queens
3: are funny yeah
1: yeah they're funny and they don't take themselves too seriously it's a lot more like taking the piss out of themselves and like I just felt so good for watching it. Like, yeah. it's just hilarious and a bit of joy. And it's all about, you know,
3: self-expression and
1: yeah, whatever. Yeah. So it's quite, I think it's a really nice thing to watch at the moment, even if definitely. you're not like,
3: kind of into drag or anything like that. It's just exactly. Funny. I think definitely for anyone listening, if you haven't seen any of it, just watch the UK one because it's, mm. they've just got so much personality. Mm. Uh, like, watch the first series as well, because I think that's all yeah, on iPlay at the moment, I, uh, but... Yeah, I mean if you follow Love of Huns, it's constantly got a <laughs> bag of chips on there, so you'll probably yeah. recognise half the cast anyway. But um no um, who was your favourite in the first episode? I don't know. Like I genuinely didn't want any of them to go home. Mm. So yeah, I don't know. How about you? I think I just love Lawrence Cheney. I yeah, laughed so many times, I absolutely love her, so I think she's my one to one to watch. But what I love as well about her is that you just know there's going to be a really good storyline because when, uh, basically on the show, you obviously see them do all these tasks, kind of like America's Next Top Model and all of that, but then there's also lots of sort of behind-the-scenes stuff when it's just them out of drag talking to the camera and Mm. narrating. And yeah, Lawrence was like, I'm so unconfident when I'm not in drag, like I was bullied, I hate the way Mm. I look, and then he just completely transforms into this person. So I can imagine the trajectory through the show is going to hopefully see his confidence build, which is always nice to see.
1: Yeah, yeah, I liked that bit. I liked seeing the kind of real side of them because they're all sort of humans at the end of the day, aren't they? Even if exactly. Guys, you're yeah. selling it. Maybe I'll try the UK version. Then. Yeah,
3: do it. Honestly, you won't regret it. It's a, It's just so much fun. So...
2: We're watching something a bit less fun, perhaps. We've been binging Line of Duty. So many people had said to us to get involved. And so we finally did. And we've watched two seasons in like maybe five days, which is so rare for us. We're not big bingers at all. We watched four hours of it yesterday. And I'm not joking, like all I thought about during the night, like every dream, every moment I woke up was Line of Duty. It's so good. We really love it. it. We've watched two seasons. So very happy that we've still got plenty more to binge. I'm jealous. Um, Yeah, it's really good. For those who don't know, it's about AC-12, which is an anti-corruption unit in the police force. So they basically hold the police accountable. And obviously there's lots of like juicy drama and crime and like the most convoluted storylines, I think, of any show I've ever watched. I don't think I've ever watched anything with so many things happening in mm. one go. But again, it's such a good cast. Season two, which we watched the whole of this weekend, stars Keely Hawes who's just brilliant in it. Yeah, just so gripping, so exciting, good full hour episodes, mm. like exactly the escapism that we need in lockdown. In the first lockdown, and actually for most of last year, I kept saying, oh I can't watch anything serious, I can't, you know, I really need like complete light escapism, whereas actually I now need like a much more intense level of escapism than that, and I think exciting. Drama is the only way to go, yeah. Mm. So that's why uh, Line of Duty has been working. But then on the flip side, I have finally, after I mean months of harassment from my friends, got into Shits Creek. So I'm not joking, I think I tried Shits Creek eight or nine times the first like (laughs) trying to get through season one. And I just found it so sad. Like, I just didn't get it. I thought it was so depressing. <laughs> I thought it was so sad that these poor people had lost everything. And even though I get that it's a comedy, you know, for those who don't know, it's about a family who are mega, mega wealthy and lose everything. And the only thing they're left with is a town that they bought the deeds to because they thought the name was funny called Shits Creek. And they end up living there and building a life for themselves there. And yeah, I just did not get it because I just thought it was all so devastating. And like, imagine that happening. Like, it's just so sad. But
3: anyway. You, you I do, 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 do know think that's meant to be <laughs> no, I know. I
4: know. <laughs> you do know, know they're all
2: like thoroughly
4: unpleasant people, yeah. right? Oh
2: my God. I love, I'm literally obsessed with them. Anyway, so I really persevered. <laughs> I'm on season like four and a half. Uh-huh. I am obsessed. Like David, who is um Daniel Levy in real life, Eugene Levy's son, is like, I mean, that is my soul sister. Like yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I know a lot of people feel like this about him, but like, mm. I just love all the characters so much. My friends all like, it's sad for like one episode, like, Get over it, just keep going. Yeah. And they were right. It's so yeah. good.
4: It's such a slow burn. I feel like me and my mum watched the first three episodes and we were like, What is this? And I went on a Sherlock's show after they had won the Emmys, and I'd only watched mm. those three episodes. And I said on the show, I was like, I really don't get it. Like, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. It's not funny. So, how have they swept the board? Anyway, it was so much publicity. We were like, No, we're gonna persevere, we're gonna push through. And I'm so glad we did, honestly. I have been crying with laughter <laughs> yeah. at some it of the It makes me actually laugh out loud. Yeah, <laughs> it's I mean like so Some of it is, like, painful to watch. Like, it's so uncomfortable. So it's more of, like, an internal humour, if that makes any sense. But then there are other parts, like, when he redoes the blouse barn, like, we were just absolutely wetting ourselves yeah. it was yeah, yeah, yeah. So funny. how that's what the humor is how
2: they just
1: do not get it and like even
2: as it goes on they mm-hmm. still just don't get it
1: Polly anything else to recommend so we have again this is not like a particularly new concept new show but we have been watching the US office on Netflix oh. because, again <laughs> My it's kind of like, like, like a yeah shit's creek it's just really easy to put on watch a few episodes of an evening like I was obsessed with the UK office but never really watched the US one and I almost part of me was a bit like Oh, it's sacrilege! It's nothing like, you know, the UK one, and that was a masterpiece kind of thing. But it's different, but it's still hilarious. And I, so I'm, I was kind of surprised how much I've been enjoying it, and yeah, belly laughing at so much of it it's so great isn't it I it's love not it.
2: sacrilegious because it's written by or well, at least the beginning well, you know the first year were written by Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant if you've ever watched the pilot of one of them in quite close succession to the pilot of the other you'll see that it's basically identical yeah. like the yeah. scripts are the same a load of the jokes are the same like it really is a riff or an American take on yeah British exactly
1: and version. I actually think that's that's super clever I think it was clearly just a preconception that I had that you know you adapting it for a US audience is going to make it worse but it's just mm. actually super smart having done it and i find it's so funny anyway and it's kind of like yeah Yeah. watching a story that you really enjoyed in the uk and then just like slightly different and it's more extended so there's more episodes to enjoy so yeah there's um, so many seasons we also watched a film at the weekend called dead man's shoes which oh that's one of my favorites it's It's incredible incredible isn't it yeah Yeah. so my husband is a bit of a like film buff and you know we watch a lot of, of movies generally and he was like, Oh, I've not actually seen this film, and it's quite rare that both of us haven't seen a film that's quite, you know, I guess classic or what, you know, yeah. prominent or whatever. And someone had recommended it to him, so we decided to watch it. And it's essentially the story of a disaffected soldier that comes back to his hometown to kind of revenge on a group of thugs who had taken advantage of and sort of abused his brother who has like sort of learning difficulties. It's not a fun film I guess it's not one to watch if you want something uplifting or anything like that but I do quite like something gritty and it's by the same director who did This Is England so yeah, Shane Meadows. Like, yeah you yeah. liked that kind of thing and I, and I loved This Is England so yeah really really enjoyed that and it it just—it's one of those films that really stays with you. So I think if you want something a little bit deeper and a little bit more, um, yeah, grittier, as I said, then it's definitely worth a watch. I would say. And where is it? Well, you can watch it actually on Channel Four. I think it's available for the next few days until it expires. So it's on 4D. So that cool. out. Thanks.
2: Guys, I saw this beauty trend on Instagram via TikTok, and it literally blew my mind. So basically, young people, the youth today, <laughs> the of are day. adding eye bags. Oh my god, with I saw makeup. this as well. It's so weird. Check
3: mine out. Do not need to <laughs> add any. Like, at all. Lucky
2: old us, not needing to add them. <laughs> yeah. They're taking like, I guess it's you know the equivalent of like a dark blusher or a darker eyeshadow. And putting it under their eyes, I guess it's for, like, a more natural feel. But that is literally yeah. blowing my mind. I mean, to be fair, these girls are gorgeous. Like, it does look yeah. good on them. So they basically take off all their makeup and then they add darkness. And there's are they dark, totally, like,
3: 90s druggy kind yeah, of tone that's coming vibes. back around. I don't know.
2: Yeah, some of them are a bit grungy. But then look, I mean, yeah. okay, obviously she is a bit grungy. But it still kind of seems to be part of, like, a legitimate makeup routine. Yeah, look. yeah.
3: There's a craft to it, for oh, sure. There's yeah. a Yeah.
2: I just think that's like you've forgotten to do concealer yeah. hun? like
3: <laughs>
1: it's
2: interesting like whenever you read interviews with Parisian girls and they always say you know that's the thing that like they kind of get that effortless look by not concealing everything and maybe there's a difference between concealing a spot and concealing like I don't know everybody is darker under their eyes aren't they like why do we try so hard
1: to cover that up I don't know I think it's the pigmentation thing for me like mine are like dark purple I just think you yeah. know in any lifetime that's not gonna be nice <laughs> <laughs> mine are it blue
4: look... yeah mine of like bluey purple, mm. and I just don't think it does anything for the rest of my complexion. So I end up looking mm. quite unhealthy. <laughs> like on Saturday, I came down, and my mum was like, "You look really good today. Did you get a really good sleep? Like you look really healthy." And Bonnie, I was like, "No, I've just put makeup on for like the first time." <laughs> yeah. yeah, I hate she, that when that happens. I know. And she was like, "Oh, well, it looks really natural. Like I wouldn't have known you had anything else. like Well, obviously you did because you said I look like a <laughs>
3: yeah. You said you look Bonnie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, my mum will
4: always say, "Oh, you." Looks so tired. I'm like, no, I'm literally just not wearing any makeup. Yeah. yeah.
3: So Waiter. I think
4: I just think the whole eye bag thing is just like that's what people think when I haven't got makeup
3: on. They must think yeah. like, oh, she looks a bit, yeah. you know, unwell. And like, rubbish.
1: surely this but trend if there was only
3: works if you're 18. And like you have to say, maybe they're yeah. 17 and trying to get into the clubs, so they're like, oh, I'll have an eye bag, well, yeah. and then I'll <laughs> all those there. open clubs, yeah, there, yeah.
4: <laughs> Ill-
2: illegal raves more like. Well, I next, actually got properly this weekend. Yes, I had to show the man in waitrose a photocopy of my passport. My oh photocopy. wow! Really sure.
4: Photocopy. That
2: is so.
1: Photocopy. <laughs> <of> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Which so- I
2: think, given that I'm now, you know, a good nearly 12 years over the, the limit I felt quite good about that or maybe it's the mask to be fair I, oh, yeah,
4: yeah, I think the mask with
1: young of true drink. except
4: the literal exact opposite happened to me yesterday in the supermarket I was trying to buy wine and there was a young girl on the checkout and she obviously wasn't familiar yet with the whole machine so she had to call her manager over and the manager was like are you sure she's 18 and the girl just went yes <laughs> <laughs> like duh. duh look at her she is she is ragged <laughs>
1: Oh, That's so sad. I um, had a, a, a similar thing once where, like, um, I was at a Tesco's about to buy some wine, and then I just sort of went, "Oh, do you want to see my ID?" And he was like, "No, don't worry." <laughs> <laughs> <I> said,
4: okay, <laughs> okay, cool.
2: Okay. I did not know about you guys, but I feel like I'm spending way more time on Zoom than ever before in this lockdown, and I just cannot look at my own face bare no. all day long. And again, no shame about that. Whatever, I just look so much better with makeup on. So I am like getting up full face of makeup every single morning and I do feel so much better for it I said this to my family but I had a four hour Zoom last week and I messaged <laughs> my family group and I was like I just can't handle that amount of time looking at myself my brother was like you're not supposed to be looking at yourself but it's quite hard not to yeah, yeah definitely yeah everyone does
3: yeah, it I thanks. think it's
2: just like untalked about isn't it everyone sort of does yeah. it yeah. exactly yeah. I'm looking <laughs> at myself right now <laughs> are you guys making a bit more
1: effort this time round how are you feeling about the whole dressing up in lockdown Polly I feel like when I know I've got to do something like come on a call like this like to be honest if I wasn't doing this today, I wouldn't have worn makeup. I think it's quite nice to not have to bother but at the same time I do then walk around the house and I get to a certain point in the day where I'm like I can't even look at myself anymore I look mm-hmm. dreadful so I do like to yeah put a face of makeup on at least do my hair a little bit because it is just a bit yeah sadly I, I do need makeup and I feel like with getting dressed as well I'm still wearing my like loungewear a lot but I like to put on like a fun jumper like I'm wearing yeah. today or a bit of like jewellery just to make it feel a bit like I'm making an effort Agreed. so I nice striking the balance well I find the routine
2: quite helpful like mm-hmm. in the morning I like do my makeup and then in the evening I take off my makeup and it just makes mm-hmm. life
1: feel more normal
3: yeah. yeah
2: rather
1: than it all just sort of blending into one like mm-hmm. thing <laughs> that exactly. Yeah. exactly one blob of a day yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly day.
2: let's talk a bit about some site content we wrote a feature on Brexit from one joy to another mm-hmm. um, and how Brexit is truly going to affect us financially Travel wise, a bit of everything. So we're not going to dwell on the politics of Brexit. It is what it is. But I do want to know how you guys feel about it. I mean, I can't believe it's actually happened. And we haven't really seen the effects yet, have we? Because we can't travel. But I'm really quite nervous for what it's going to mean long term.
3: Heather, how are you feeling about it? yeah I think similar to you because I haven't booked any sort of holidays let alone anything else so I think yeah the reality of what we might have to do and extra forms and extra weights I think it's only going to be once we can travel again people will realise like oh fuck this is actually Mm -hmm. really complicated but I think the one thing that I've noticed is yeah just buying things online so for stuff on the house sometimes I'm like looking on Vinteria which is a vintage website but you know it's Europe wide and I've noticed like the shipping charges for things have just gone through the roof and Mm. I think I've seen online quite a few people have been trying to, you know, buy things from Spanish brands and French brands. And yeah, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Polly Vernon. There was a Frankie shop coat that she really wanted to buy and it was 250 euros, but the shipping was 150 euros. So she was like, basically, it was almost 500 pounds to get the coat, whereas it would have been 250 euros shipping. Yeah, at the moment, I think I'm sure they'll work it out at some stage, but I think that's where initially we might realise, that mm. that's where we're going to mm. get hit in the pocket. Um, Thankfully,
4: yeah. on the whole, it seems that the visa issue is going to mimic the US very closely, mm. which on the whole is not a huge Ask, But it is if you want to spend any significant time in Europe. Yeah, you, you can't just pop a rule for a year anymore. But yeah. No, no, mm. you can't move anywhere really no. very easily, especially also from a healthcare point of view, although that's quite complicated as well. But yeah, um, if you're just a tourist, I think there was this fear that you would, like in the 70s, have to buy a visa for France, a visa for Spain, mm. like whatever. Mm. Whereas basically that's now not the case. There are a couple of exceptions, but on the whole in the Schengen area, as long as you fill out a form before you go, you're good for nine. 90 days. Like an um, Esther. Yes, yeah, mm, exactly. Yeah. Um, um I also applied for a new passport last week. Oh and no. Blue. blue passport. Oh. I know. I don't even have one at the moment. It expired in June 2020 and I just not no, you know, well, I bother. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, uh, the reason to bother is because when all of this is over, there's going to be the most enormous yeah, application that's wave. True. Mm, and my so mum true. keeps reminding me. She's like, "Do it now, do it now." But yeah. I don't know. There's just something in me that can't be bothered. Hey, if to you spend can get an extra pounds. year, yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: But my it's seventy five. Actually, no. Hang on, it's seventy five, and then you have to pay five pounds shipping. So it's actually cool. eighty. <laughs> but mine expires in August, Harriet. So I'm trying to kind of get in there. Yeah. In advance yeah. of the holiday rush. I messaged Polly and Lou at um, the time that I was doing the application. Because it asks you what name you want on your passport. And I was like, shit, guys, do I change my name? Like, do I do it? Is this the time? Like, I still haven't changed my name for my wedding, and I guess that's just how you crack on and do it. So the conclusion I came to was to just keep it because I figured if at any point I give it more serious thought and then I want to change my passport. It is 80 pounds. It's not 3,000. So I could just do it, you know, at some point in the next 10 years, I do have that option. But yeah, it felt like quite a seismic moment. And I do, I really need someone to explain miss and missus to me, which I know sounds ridiculous, but like my name still is Miss Charlotte Collins. My new passport will say Miss Charlotte Collins, but, and I know I'm not Mrs. Charlotte Collins, but. Surely I'm not
4: Miss anymore. To be fair, my aunt, who has never, she's not my blood relative, my uncle is. So he's Jones, which is my mum's family name, and she is American and she has never changed her name, but she is Mrs. Dina DeVries. So I could do that. So I think it must be possible because she has always been Maybe it could be whatever you want. I I think think basically can. I've
2: got a family friend who divorced and has been remarried for 10, 15 years, but still has the same Mm. name as her ex-husband because it's her Mm. children's name.
3: Oh, I've always wondered why people do that because I've always thought in my head, like, God, if I got divorced, I'd be like, nope. And just like get rid of the name instantly. But that makes sense. Mm. My mum raised a good point at the time, which was exactly what you're saying, Charlotte, having the
4: same name as your kids. She was like, if we were traveling as a three, I just didn't want there to be any questions at like some remote airport where they're like hang on the kids are Russell and you're not like what's yeah, going on here yeah, like, exactly. are you their mother like she was like I just want to avoid all of that so
2: Georgie doesn't have the same surname as her children and I think she said in the past I know a lot of people who said this that administratively it's a real ball ache to not have mm. the same surname mm. as your kids which is why the that's the only reason that I would Legally change it. I still don't think I would ever go by it, but yeah, like I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. I guess. Yeah, not all that fast.
3: Heather, would you change your name? I don't know. I don't think so. I've kind of spoken about it before, and I can't remember on this. But basically, Mm. I'm the I'm the last steel in my family, so I kind of feel like because my sister changed her name, so I kind of feel like I need to keep it. Yeah, for that reason. But I don't know to be honest. Not really. Still, a strong surname. It's a good name. Yeah, and I'm still not even 100 percent sure if I want to get married either. So not really Mm. thinking about it. So yeah, if you're not bothered
4: about having children either, then yeah. that whole
3: issue is kind of erased, yeah, isn't it? Irrelevant. Yeah,
4: yeah. Polly, Me you're too. Mrs. Sayer.
1: I am Mrs. Sayer. I what were you before? Bartlett.
3: Oh yeah, um, I which
1: yeah. I don't know. I think it just completely depends on like how you feel about your surname. I didn't feel particularly attached to mine. I've got a brother, so he's kind of going on the family name, <laughs> and I think my husband's family are very like proud of their name for whatever reason but I just thought it was quite a nice thing to be mm. you know I, I guess from a, a romantic pers- perspective we're a family yeah. we're yeah. the players and whatever and but Matt said to me you know if I if I didn't want to take his surname he'd be like completely fine with that mm. but what would
3: what would you do if I asked you to take mine he was like well,
1: well obviously I'd say no <laughs> <laughs> yeah a
3: lot of men are still like that's cool but I'm not taking yours like there's still yeah. a way to go in that sense I'm still on my Collowitz mission like I was we- gonna yeah. say <laughs> When you we just said fully, I was gonna change yeah. my name on the passport, I was like, it's happening. Oh, yes. <laughs> like
2: we fully refer to ourselves as the collowitz, like scoop surname is collowitz. Yeah. But, well he <laughs> won't do it
3: though.
2: Oh. But I did figure mm. I could be collowitz and then our kids could be collowitz. Exactly. Then he could do just
3: it. be the sucker with a different surname. I reckon do it. <laughs> I think we're all quite lucky because we're writers, so I feel like if we wanted to, we if we got married or wanted to change our names to our husbands' names, we could do, but then you can still kind of keep your Maiden Mm. name as your writing name, professional name, and it kind of yeah, get the best of both worlds that way.
2: Yeah. Anyway, well, we've come well off topic from Brexit, but if you are concerned about how Brexit is going to affect you, then we have written a feature, so do check it out on the site. Let's finish by talking a bit about fashion. We wrote a feature on Wardrobe NYC, which is a label that's been around for A little while, for a few years. Founded by Christine Centenara, who is fashion director at Australian Vogue, and Josh Goot, who is an Australian designer. But we thought we should just give it a bit of attention now because their new lookbook is so incredible. And it really is just the, like the brand that everybody
1: is taking cues from, Polly, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'm obsessed with this brand because Christine Centenera is, like, incredible in herself, her style, and she's a bit of a street style icon, isn't she? And so it's amazing to be able to get, like, a slice of of her aesthetic in her brand, I suppose. But what I really love, particularly at the moment is, and you mentioned this in, in the feature, is that it feels really relevant to now in that everything's quite classic, nothing's too dressed up and too fritty and fussy and if you want to make a bit more of an effort you know as opposed to wearing just loungewear but you still want to be comfortable then this kind of look is spot on and it's it's definitely a bit of me. Agreed. It's just so
2: polished and cool. Heather, what do you think about the brand? Oh,
3: I love it. Like, it's how I would love to be able to dress. It's so cool. And yeah, like slick and like crisp lines, like the picture that's in the feature of the woman wearing all white with the shirt and blazer Mm. and skirt just looks incredibly cool. So and yeah, like Polly said, I think you could mix and match the pieces and look quite polished with like a nice oversized blazer or something. I yeah, big fan split hem it's legging also, is the one isn't it right now? <laughs> split
2: hem legging they're all about the split hem legging it's also a look that's really easy to replicate on the mm-hmm. high street isn't it like Zara Arcat. it was not difficult at all to kind of find those similar products Harriet
4: yeah. is this going to be a hit or a miss I never know with you <laughs> <laughs> no it's definitely a hit I agree with Heather I think in a lot of ways it's how I wish I dressed most mm. of the t- like in normal times like if we were going to the office I wish I turned up looking like this those days but I don't know a part of me almost wants maybe a bit more personality which is why I think the look that they've done is so good because it shows how to wear these pieces in a bit more of an original way does that Mm. make sense so like it's not just leggings and a blazer and a crop top or whatever the way they've styled it actually makes these pieces look as though you've put your own sort of spin on them rather than just like done the whole kind of very Instagram like minimalism Mm. for one of Mm. the better words which I think
2: they've moved away from because actually when they launched the idea was that you would buy an entire capsule wardrobe Mm, from them so I think it was eight or 16 pieces the idea. I mean, although it was obviously a hideously expensive way to shop, <laughs> here's everything you need yeah. you know, your leggings, your shirt, your mm-hmm. jacket, whatever, and that's it. And you don't need anything else, which, yeah, I agree. I think it's good that they've injected a bit of individualism into it. Yeah. Mm, it's so,
4: great. yeah, no,
2: I, lo- I love the new editorial. It's so good. I know. So yeah. nice. All right. Well, have a look at the feature on site if we're looking for a bit of fresh inspo for classics, really. I think we'll leave it there for today. Thanks, everyone. If you have any feedback at all, please do email podcast at podcastsheerlux.com. We love hearing from you. Don't forget also to rate, review, subscribe